Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. It was still dark out and rainy, which is a perfect moody morning for Louisville, Kentucky in the fall. We were on day two of our bourbon trail weekend and headed to Frankfurt, the state capital and home to Buffalo Trace. To say my dad was excited would be grossly understating the situation. The man was shit, showered and shaved by 6 a.m. Bags packed, thirsty and ready to roll. It was poetry. We headed out of our humble Airbnb and packed into the car. Tim at the wheel, Alec as co-pilot, and Dad and I in the back, like two excited toddlers heading to a candy shop. We were cruising down 64 at 75 with 70s rock blasting. When all of a sudden, my dad lets out a blood-curdling scream, whoa, and grabs Timmy by the back of his seat. And Timmy swerves to narrowly miss a stalled car in the middle of the lanes. It was silent for an extended moment as our hearts raced back to the starting line. In a moment like that, you think your life is going to flash before your eyes. But to be perfectly honest, I don't think we would have even had time for that luxury. Our whole weekend could have been changed in an instant. But thanks to some quick thinking and sharp driving, we'd live to see our next whiskey. We all let out a collective sigh. (sighs) Tim very patiently mentioned he saw it coming. And Dad gently pats him on the back with a quiet, sorry about screaming, bud. In that moment, they helped to further define a nearly lifelong friendship, a mutual respect, a quiet understanding, and just two old friends always looking out for one another. And honestly, we were all just glad my dad had time to shit before we left. Otherwise, we'd be headed straight for JCPenney's sales section. More on that and the bourbon we're sipping after this short word from our sponsor. So I, I think I know the answer to the question, but are, is tonight drinking Buffalo Trace, actual Buffalo Trace, or Buffalo Trace has a distillery? No, it's drinking Buffalo Trace as the Buffalo Trace bottles. Okay. Um, but the intention is to, well, as always, what we end up doing is being like, oh, well, I've got this better one. <laughs> but in well, this case, Buffalo Trace is a hard one to do that with, or not a hard, easy one to do that well, with. Well, it's an easy one. It's Nashville one. It's obvious, right? So, that, I mean, I think, yeah, we'll just go into, like, their namesake bourbon and, and uh, get into it a little bit, I think. On that fateful day, when we first rolled into Buffalo Trace Distillery, I was overwhelmed. It's massive. Feeling both totally authentic, smelling truly delicious, and corporate sort of all at once. It's a giant operation that runs incredibly well. My dad was shaking with excitement, literally smiling the entire morning. He could not unbuckle his seatbelt faster as we opened our doors and headed in to our version of Disney World. His happy place is standing at the gate staring into the vault daydreaming about tasting every single ancient bottle. I can honestly say I've rarely seen him happier. The distillery uses four major mash bills, which is incredible considering the amount of brands that they represent. There's recipe one, 
recipe two, weeded and high rye. Today, we're sipping Buffalo Trace straight bourbon, distilled under the guidance of Mr. Harlan Wheatley. The Buffalo Trace Distillery's namesake bourbon is sweet, with a buttery brown sugar taste on the lips, followed by a delightful spicy finish. Buffalo Trace, regular old Buffalo Trace. You would say really good bourbon. Six to eight year recipe one. Good stuff. Yeah, a solid bourbon. What's what's recipe one look like Nashville wise, Timmy? Uh, Recipe one is the uh, 75 corn, 10 rye, 15 barley. So that's their low rye. And, And their Buffalo Trace, the namesake bourbon is always recipe one. Yep. Recipe one is the one they own. Yep. They don't, they don't own recipe two. Or three? Three is Weller. They own that, sure. Uh-huh. Wait, wait a minute. They, they don't own recipe two? No, sir. So, as we know, Buffalo Trace is owned by a major alcohol conglomerate, Sasserac. Let's start there. And they produce for a number of brands. Mashbill two, or recipe two, was once home to the ancient age family of brands, which actually predates Buffalo Trace. That includes Blattens. And those brands were sold off to a Japanese company called Takara Shuzo. So while Buffalo Trace continues to produce for those brands, they don't technically own or control the distribution rights to them. Buffalo Trace has the all the... Uh, they license the, the right to make it. To make it right. and to bottle it and to ship it, but... They don't Somebody else own the recipe. Yeah, so Blanton's isn't Blanton's, which is like, you know, internationally known as a Boston oh. Buffalo Trace bourbon, isn't actually owned by Buffalo Trace. That's interesting. Interesting. But well, they own recipe three, which Weller and ultimately Pappy Van Winkle now is is from. Correct. Right. Well, correct. technically, that's the weeded mash bill. It's not number three. Well, I technically, see. it's Buffalo Trace weeded bourbon. Mash bill, and then they have a Buffalo Trace Rye Whiskey One Mash bill and Rye Whiskey Two. Interesting. What do you guys got there? Single barrel. Oh, from from Reese. Mine is GVL West, which is a local um, GVL being Grand Valley, a local one, and I also have Cloud Nine, thanks to Kyle. I I have actually developed quite the little collection of Buffalo Trace store books. I keep like randomly stumbling. When I was in Kentucky, I stumbled upon a different one. I'm like, I gotta get it. <laughs> so, so it's kind of fun. They're, they're so different than the regular Buffalo Trace to me. Like they, it brings out each one of them is distinctively different. Which okay, I think really, no doubt about it. And I'm drinking the that's true. The that's why GPL West too. It was what your dad uh, got me about all that when he went back too. Well, I'm uh, drinking back behind the register. <laughs> Buffalo Trace. Uh, <laughs> and you know I've what? Heard that one's really good. It's <laughs> damn, pretty damn good. It smells good. Yeah. yeah. Smells nice. Yeah, what do, yeah, what do we? This is, a, I think, recipe one. I really like the mash bill. It's right up my alley. The finish is spectacular. Spectacular? Yeah. Wow. Spectacular. Spectacular. Now, is, is Eagle Rare part of recipe one? Yes. yes. Okay. This so is older Eagle Rare, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Eagle, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, reversed, reversed. So Eagle, Eagle Rare is 10 year. Buffalo Trace is six to eight, you said? Six to eight, that's, yes. That's what they say. So, Mash Bill One, uh, Buffalo Trace has Eagle Rare, 
Old Charter, George T. Stagg, Colonel E. H. Taylor Jr., Stagg Jr., and Benchmark 8. Dad, oh, question we, for you. This mm -hmm. is uh, why, what, What's the history of Buffalo Trace? What do you know about it? Do we know who started it? Where it? I know it's been passed down through like all these legends. But it grew quickly, if I'm remembering yeah, right. Yeah, so it's been led by a lot of people. Um, who are some notable ones, at least? Yeah, well, Elmer, Elmer T. Lee is the one that um, almost didn't get hired. And then was the one that kind of initiated it. So he ran it through the, the bleak years mm -hmm. when uh, bourbon wasn't popular and came up with the idea of doing the Blanton single barrel mm -hmm. tribute to Colonel Blanton, who used to um, have people over at the distillery and pick his favorite barrel mm -hmm. to uh, give to people and share. Mm -hmm. um, then you have uh, Stag, who um, pretty sure before Ancient Age came along, it was uh, Stag, the George Stag Distillery for a while, right? Mm -hmm. um, before that, it was OFC, which is E.H. Taylor, the the uh, copper, to, in reference to the, uh, the the stills, old fine copper or mm. something along that lines. Old fire copper, I believe. Maybe. Wait, yep. OFC. Yeah, old fire copper. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was a lot of things. Or, or old-fashioned. Like you have to Google it. I did. <laughs> oh. Kyle's right. What about before then? Uh, before then was E.H. Taylor, I believe, right, Colonel Taylor? E.H. Taylor owned it when it was OFC. So the OFC was Taylor, and then oh, okay. it was yeah. George, George Sag after that. Do we yeah. know what it was founded as? George Stag like funded the age share, right? In 1858, a small but up-to-date distillery is developed by Daniel Swigert using warehouses and Riverside site. In 1870, Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. purchases this distillery and christens it OFC in reference to the belief that the finest whiskey was produced in old-fashioned wood-fired copper stills got it and and we get its name because they say that the buffalo roamed right on through that area yep so there was a buffalo trail is reference to a trail right where right. the buffalo would would travel yep the the surveyed by the mcafee brothers well, dan of boone passed through and that's what they're going to tell you right in 1771 1773 mcafee brothers and hancock taylor surveyed the frankfurt area these are some of the original fathers of the, the town, is what we're saying. Yep, Hancock so, and, and so the, the distillery inevitably has been is part of the fabric of the town from the beginning in some form. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And it's right in Frankfurt, right? Which is the state capital. capital. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And not just because the first letter is taller than the rest. Buffalo Trace argues diligently that they are the oldest continuously running distillery in the country having begun to distill on that site in 1775. Maker's Mark, though beginning production in the 1950s technically, also claims to be one of the oldest in the country, as its original site known as Burke's Distillery is a national historical landmark. We've all visited Buffalo Trace, right? I have not. Devin, you're the only one? 
I've never seen dad more excited than when we went to Buffalo Trace. I was just going to say, I remember like, him and, and, and leading the pack, leading the pack down I, to. Dad starts elbowing guys on the way. Yeah, <laughs> he like, did. Like, get the fuck out of the way, right? <laughs> I, I literally saw dad on the day Alec was born, and he wasn't even excited as he was when we got <laughs> yeah. to Buffalo yeah. Trace. Yeah. <laughs> saw a, a new baby bottle of, of Blattens come out, and yeah. he, he wept. I was more <laughs> excited when Alec was conceived. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I remember that night well. <laughs> Jimmy, what kind of camera did you use that day? Was that that was like a tape recorder? One? It was a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those security cameras from the hotel. <laughs> CCTV. He forgot to push record. He's been what there you, for all the important moments. <laughs> Dad, well, Dad, do you remember the first time you went to Buffalo Trace? And like what you kind of expected. Well, and then what my first time at Buffalo Trace was the special story I've already told about meeting Freddie. So yeah, my first my first visit there was amazing. Both you and Kyle have met Freddie. Yes. Well, you can't do a Buffalo Trace episode unless you talk about Freddie. Hmm. According to BuffaloTrace.com, and this is Buffalo Trace's official bio of Freddie Johnson. Freddie Johnson is a third-generation employee at Buffalo Trace Distillery and serves as its distillery VIP visitor lead. Ooh. Born in Paris, Kentucky, Bourbon County, he spent some of his early childhood summers in the mountains of Breathitt County with his maternal grandfather, who was a coal miner and a friend of the Moonshiners. The family moved to Frankfort, Kentucky when he was five. Freddie enjoyed hunting, fishing, and hanging out with his paternal grandfather, Jimmy Johnson Sr., and father, Jimmy Johnson Jr. at what is now known as Buffalo Trace Distillery. Freddie was in the middle of a successful career as a network operations engineer in Atlanta, Georgia, when he put it all aside to fulfill a promise made to his father, Jimmy, more than 20 years earlier. He had promised his father that he would work at the distillery during his lifetime so they could say they had three generations of the Johnson family that had worked at Buffalo Trace. Freddie took early retirement and moved back to care for his father and brother. Jimmy got him a job as a tour guide at the distillery in 2002, but Freddie has been in and around the distillery since he was five years old. For us, Freddie's the Willy Wonka of Craig's Bourbon Factory. Yeah, so we were working in Lexington because we had a plant uh, close to Lexington, uh, stayed at a hotel in Lexington, and had a flight out on a Friday afternoon. And so we had uh, two or three hours um, before the flight before we had to be at the airport for the flight. And uh, so we decided to take a quick jaunt over to Buffalo Trace. When we got there, uh, they were encouraging us to sign up for a tour, but the tour was going to be an hour, which is going to put us a little bit past where I wanted to be before we left to go back to the airport. Sure. So um, we just kind of, you know, left the little sign up place and started walking around. And all of a sudden this guy walks up behind me and says, hey, are, are you one of the guys that uh, can't take the tour because you have to leave pretty soon? And I said, yeah. And he said, hey, uh, find, the, find the other two guys and uh, come with me. So I grabbed the other two, one of which was Ken, who was badly hung over <laughs> because he tried to keep up with drinking with Gary, which is uh, a losing prospect for anybody. Um, <laughs> 
And so he took us upstairs. So what the Buffalo Trace does is they, they take you on an hour-long tour, which is a really good tour. And then they take you upstairs and they, they let you do a tasting um, and then, you know, a little bit of storytelling or whatever. So what Freddie did was took us up, skipped the tour and took us up for a tasting. And uh, we did the whole, you know, um, clap your hands and rub and smell the different aspects of bourbon based on, uh, you know, how many times you hit your hands together um, and told some pretty amazing stories. The most, the most impactful one was um, when he told us about a time that he uh, was given a gift of Pappy Van Winkle from the distillery for his years of service and, mm -hmm. and whatever gratitude. And he had his dad and his older brother over for a visit and got the pappy out and poured them all a little glass and then put the cap back on and put the bottle away. And his dad, who was also a Buffalo Trace employee, said, uh, what are you doing, Freddie? <laughs> and Freddie said, well, that's, you know, that's pappy. That's the good stuff, right? And he said, son, don't ever do that again. Said, uh, this, this uh, bourbon is made to share, especially with uh, family and friends. And uh, when you open it and pour it, you should leave it there for everyone to enjoy. And then he said, um, you know, he, he learned a lesson from that. And both his father and his brother died within the next 12 months. Oh, my God. Jeez. Wow. So it was extremely impactful, right? Yeah. For him. Well, it's and weird because it, when I, I had stag open at your house, you told me to put it back on the shelf, put the top on, <laughs> put it back on the shelf. Do you think that saved Devin and Alex's life? <laughs> I didn't tell you to put it back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's got like, he's like the special projects guy. He just goes and looks for anyone having like maybe not the full Buffalo Trace experience and then goes and saves the day. You betcha. He's like a bourbon. Because Kyle, that happened, or something similar. He just like looks around for people looking around. Yeah, I mean, so in, in my in my experience, uh, it's a little bit different, but honestly, kind of. I mean, Freddie's Freddie. From what every story I've heard about Freddie from your dad, from random other people in you know, not that I know personally, but in bourbon groups of mine that have like you know put stories out there, they've all been like that right so my my freddy story is i was going to the gift shop we had been there for we, we went on the whole tour did the whole tasting uh and our our tour guide said um you know as we were walking by a room that freddy was in uh with a group of other people i think he was doing like a vip tour for some kind of higher ups and she's like oh everyone wave at freddy so we kind of all you know waved as a group well about 20 minutes later we're down in the gift shop and he literally is standing there with a clipboard with a check like a like a checklist on it like you'd see you know, manager at a store, making sure the employees are working. And it's literally like he's going through, going through each, each employee, making sure that they're all set. Like, Hey, he was talking to the hostess, uh, was sitting there and he said, Hey, you know, do you still have pamphlets? Everything good. Okay. And, and I happened to walk by and he looked up and he's like, and, and, and I said, hello. And he said, Hey, and he kind of invited me in to talk to him. Right. He kind of like gave me the, Hey, come here. Like he's like, Hey, and then he kept talking. <laughs> he's having a great day blah, blah blah like yeah i go hey you know i know this is probably you probably get this all the time would you mind taking a, a quick you know a quick uh, picture with me and he goes oh of course not and he looks around and he goes but not here and I go, okay 
So I'm going, I, and I didn't know if it meant, I, I honestly took it as I don't want to get a picture in my head. I'm going, oh my gosh, I asked him too much. Like there's other people around. If he takes a picture with me, then somebody else will come up, somebody else will come up. And next thing you know, his whole day is taking pictures, right? That's what's going through my head. And he, and then he blurts out, he's like, this would be a terrible backdrop. We can't get a picture taken here. <laughs> so he walks me all the way through, like, if, you know, those of us who have been to Buffalo Trace, there's the, um, the gift shop kind of in the back of that building off the tour and then he took me all the way up to the front of the building which is like through three rooms up to where you would sign up for tours and in that room there's a uh it's it's fake but there's a bunch of uh barrel heads it looks like you know barrels on rack with all their different brand logos on the ends of the barrels and he looks around he's like yeah yeah this is the spot this this is where i'm like okay (laughs) So I have stuff in my hands, whatever. And he's like helping me set my bags down and all this. <laughs> and I kept saying, you know, no, don't worry about it. I've got it, whatever. So we end up, you know, standing in front of this, the barrel heads and we get a picture and he's like, is that one good? And he's talking to Miranda who's taking the picture. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. He's like, let's, let's do, let's do like three or four more. <laughs> so we take these pictures we get to chatting a little bit it's just all small talk I, I i mentioned to him that you know really got into bourbon because of buffalo trace products uh you know I, whatever just thanked him for being amazing whatever so he's like yeah yeah be a nice guy starts to walk away and he's like yeah you can head out that door now because we couldn't go back into the gift shop um you know whatever and I'm like, okay, so we start going through the door. We have our stroller with us, and we and we kind of struggling. There's a big threshold. He runs back through the entire room. By this point, he's already on the other side. Runs back through the entire room, goes around us, and goes outside and opens the door for us, and like helps us get our, you know, Lena, our daughter's stroller out of the door frame, and then was like, you know, you guys have such a great day. Blah blah. It was so nice to meet you, and it was just a really cool experience. He's the real deal. He's like Mickey Mouse. I've never been that nice to anybody in my life. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Girl, you have Wonka right? of bourbon. <laughs> the what? He's like the Willy Wonka of bourbon. Yeah. Right? And that he's like, let me show you the world. Like, let me yeah. show you the world. Uh, Timmy, do you remember? Did you go? When was your first time at Buffalo Trace? With uh, with, with you guys. With us? That was our first yeah. time all together. All yeah. Yeah. Your dad. Your dad popped our cherries. <laughs> what he's good. It's what he's good. Do at. not cut that out, Ryan. That's that's my dad. Like, you, know what, you know what sticks out with me, which is odd uh, from Buffalo Trace, was the fact that our tour guide got stung by a bee. Oh, she yep. did. And I remember seeing it happen. Like I was like, the, I saw the bee go in, and I was like, oh, same shit. Same. I couldn't stop. She's giving a nice tour. I'm like, she's about to get stung. Yeah. She, she took it like a champ, but it must have hurt because she was just like, Bar- Barbara, Barbara, why don't you take over, Barbara? Barbara, take over. Yeah, that was, uh, that like kind of put a damper on it for me at that yeah, point. I, I couldn't, like, oh. we went, they brought us to the room to watch the movie or whatever after that. And yeah. I was like, I was, the whole yeah. time I was thinking about that lady and her wrist. I was like, that must suck. I was like, I had a moment, same thing, where I'm glad I'm not the only one that was watching the bee. Saw it happen. Saw it go into her sleeve, and I was like, uh, uh. And then she was like, fuck. I was traumatized, (laughs) and I felt like I could have gotten at least a case of blends. Yeah, I mean. Maybe a couple bottles of tea would have been super fast. Yeah, I wish they had had been more sympathetic to our plight. Yeah. That was fun, though, our first first trip to Buffalo Trace. That was like... Mm -hmm. That was definitely the best tour. They've really got it down. 
Yeah, they are very good at it. You know what? The almost the whole time I kept thinking is how many times a day do they say this and how do they keep it authentic? That's like the director, the actor's director in me. But I'm like, how do you keep it real? Strangely enough, I think I have a semi answer to that. Yeah. So our tour guide was actually asked by one of the people on our tour how basically that question. She, yeah. How do you? Because she was she was great and she was fresh and she this was like throwing out stuff. We'd be like walking past a building and you could tell some of the things she was saying weren't part of the tour. And she'd be like, oh yeah, fun fact about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked her that. And she said to keep them like fresh and rotating it, they mm-hmm. only do the same. And I, maybe it just it's just her, but she only does the same tour once. So she'll do the, because there's like five different tours. She'll mm-hmm. do the, she'll do like three tours in a day, but she'll do three different tours. Oh, so Basically, she doesn't sound like a broken record, is what she said. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. It's really interesting. No, I, that's I always, smart. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you ask about the wine, and they're like, well, this one's from the whatever, whatever. And then you ask them a question, they're like, I'm sorry, I just know the thing I memorized. <laughs> the liquor barn in Lexington, which is on Manowar, is right down the road from the best ribeye steak I've ever had ever in a place called Malone's. Oh, I feel like Malone's is a famous place. And Malone's is like top five in the country nationally known for their steaks. There you go. Well, there you go. Goodbye ever. Steak and bourbon. They go together? Yes. And also Malone's has a really, really good bourbon selection, which isn't true in all the restaurants you go to. It's kind of unusual because you go to all these restaurants in Lexington and you can't even get Buffalo Trace. Really? Right. That, that's it's so really weird. Strange. So but that's, that's, but then you stumble into a, oh, I'm sorry, Alex. No, go ahead. Good. I was going to say, but uh, or then you've like, for me, I stumbled into a, uh, uh, a sports bar in stamping ground, Kentucky, which is pretty much nothing there. Uh, and I was getting, um, two ounce pours of Weller 12 for 11 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So similar story when we stayed at, there was a holiday inn in Richmond that we stayed at when we were working at the plant. And right across the street, there was a, a bowling alley that had a bar restaurant. That's the best. And, Those and are the they best. would have some really good pours. From time to time, they would have Stag and Rock Hill Farms and um, Weller. It, it was pretty pretty amazing. Remember them bowling alley motherfuckers. Fucking bowling alley. They got it down good. Get it. I stopped at one of my honey holes the other day and the guy who who owns it was having a conversation with me about Buffalo Trace and that about he's in a cooperative, right? For some special bottles. A lot of these liquor stores do that. Mm -hmm. And um, the guys are saying, bitching about getting Buffalo Trace, and he had, um, last time I was in there, he had like a, a whole display of handles and fifths. And I said, Yeah, well, I was in here the other, you know, a month ago, and you had a full, he goes, Yeah, I had a full display, and I didn't tell anybody. And he goes, <laughs> But I figured out what was happening. It was the uh, bars were coming in, he said, because I had people that bought me out a case at a time. Mm. And I said, yeah, it's, it's either bars or it's secondhand, you know, guys in the secondhand market because my friends up in Michigan, they were having a hard time getting it for a while. It's crazy. It's, it's, I see it everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's the one thing I could get anywhere. You guys are cold for a little while here. You guys get everything. 
you, California, Texas, Colorado, you guys, you, your, your liquor markets and distribution, everybody wants to get into your markets. You got, yeah. Yeah. I guess we're lucky that way. We're upstate New York and have, you know, it's, uh, you know, quiet and relaxed, but we also still have good distribution to our liquor stores. It's good to know when you've got it good. So good. Happy to be part of a market that has easy access to a lot of great juice, including, of course, Buffalo Trace. I admit, before we did this episode, I wasn't that excited to drink Buffalo Trace again, or at least, you know, in this context. Even with my fond memories of visiting the distillery, it's well documented that I don't love Eagle Rare. And I sort of viewed the namesake bourbon as being the younger, less mature brother. But like it's reflected in my own life, the younger brother is smoother, more interesting, and yes, a little spicier. I enjoyed the heck out of every sip, and I'll be keeping it as a regular reader in my library. Admittedly, also, this is one of the more enjoyable calls we've had in a while. Do I say that every time? Probably. Even so, I just love how much everyone loves Buffalo Trace Distillery, and that really does factor into my taste memory. And with a lineup as wide-ranging as Buffalo Trace, even with just four mash bills, which I think is a total miracle, there's truly a bourbon for everyone. And when you visit the distillery, you see every kind of person. And it's a beautiful reminder how connected we all are through this beautiful thing we call bourbon. Dad lights up every time he talks about meeting one of his heroes, Freddie Johnson. Well, then surviving a highway nightmare on our way to the distillery sure did. That weekend, now drifting further away in time, was the first time I knew our bourbon library crew was building something bottled in bond. And I'll always be grateful to Buffalo Trace and the bourbon trail for that. Yeah, any final thoughts on Buffalo Trace? It's delicious. <laughs> That's what you said last week. For $26.99, it's probably the best deal on the market. <clears throat> Whoa, bold statement. It's a bold statement. I think it's really, really good quality bourbon that they still really care about making well. And I hope that doesn't change. I mean, I, that's, that's my take on it. It's their namesake. Um, yeah, they have a show they do every Wednesday where somebody interviews them or interviews people from there. And they still show the, the Buffalo Trace barrels rolling across the parking lot into the building where they bottle them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it you talk about the story, Ryan. It's still it's still yeah. there, right? Still yeah, pushing absolutely, it. Absolutely. I also, I'm, I'm Disney also World pretty, for bourbon. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that uh, the Buffalo Trace still gets blind taste tested against really good bourbons every now and then. Still wins. Mm -hmm. um, this got the gold medal in 2020. The their last awards was the gold medal for the World Whiskey Award in the uh, silver medal to San Francisco World, World Spirit Competition. Buffalo Trace did? Yeah. I, this, I, I, I think Buffalo Trace is actually like one of Buffalo Trace's. And he froze, right? And and he, say, you know, well, for me, I, I have big hands. Look at the fifth in my hand here. <laughs> Brad, your hands are so big. Kevin, <laughs> you froze. I did? Yeah, yeah, you froze right when you were making your point about Buffalo Trace. Am I still frozen? Not anymore. Okay. 
I'm saying I think Buffalo Trace is actually one of their above average bourbons that they make that they purposely release and make as much as they possibly can and sell it for uh, $35 so that they can get more people to try Buffalo Trace. Hmm. So you think they lose money on it? I don't. Well, for, for how good it is, yeah. They could sell it for more. Uh, I think I think they don't lose money on anything. They might, they might sell for more, but they don't lose money on it. No, they don't lose money. I'm saying it could be more valuable if they marketed it differently, right? I would. They could easily be like, "This I is super that, special." I think that the, the, they are a corporate distillery that markets the small town Golly G Willikers, and that they got this <laughs> stuff down pat, right? I mean. Yeah. They're very professional, Disney, right? Disney characters, costumes, right? You, you talked about Disney and, and their presentation of that. I think that this is a well-oiled corporation and that that had a very humble start or at least humble story and that the location that makes a very fine bourbon and a collection of very fine bourbons. And I, I, I'll keep it in the library. Understand, Timmy, I disagree a little bit, only from the standpoint of Disney is everyday people getting paid 10 bucks an hour to put on a suit where when you go to Buffalo Trace, it feels um, authentic. Oh no, I agree with you. I think that the people are stakeholders. You bet. And that, my friends, is how you agree to disagree. Mutual respect, a quiet understanding, and two old friends looking out for one another stakeholders in each other's lives. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is the Bourbon Library. So raise your glass and repeat after me. To drink is to live. Be good to one another. Cheers. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know, and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout-out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.